Welcome to Hive Mind. I am Meg and I am thrilled to be on Zoom with Katie Cortman, who is a designer from Project Runway Season 19. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. <laughs> good. I'm so excited to talk to you and have you here. Uh, Project Runway has always been one of my favorites. Um, and there was a moment, I think it was two episodes ago, uh, you were designing what was was it the ice skating outfits but for some reason you said oh I think it was the most recent episode you said I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and I usually wear things that are longer and I said I knew it like I yelled out loud to my <laughs> husband I knew it because there's just something about your aesthetic and your whole vibe that felt very familiar to me like I felt like you were a friend and I was watching a friend who I probably met at BYU a long time ago and it was <laughs> It was really fun. Um, tell me about your experience on the show. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, <laughs> I compare it to childbirth actually. Okay. <laughs> when everyone asks me this, I'm like, because they're like, was it so amazing? Was it so fun? And I mean, if you watch my journey, you can see that it was probably a roller coaster for me. Yeah. It was kind of like an emotional roller coaster. And in the middle of it, I remember thinking, would I have done this had I know it was going to go like this? Like how I feel right now isn't great. I don't know which episode or what challenge we were into, but I was, I had probably been on the bottom or, you know, I just wasn't feeling really great. I think it was probably during the third challenge where I had just been on the bottom. Um, I felt really great starting out the show, but in the second episode, I thought, oh, I love my outfit. It's so cool. I get put on the bottom. And then the next challenge was the haunting challenge where it was seemed so different from my normal aesthetic. And I had just been on the bottom. So putting those two things together, I was feeling really low. Like, why am I even here? Like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I don't feel happy and excited. I feel like worried and worried and sick and worried and, um, and not super confident and all these kind of things. And so I was like, I don't know if I would have done this had I known it was going to be like this. But then after I came home and again, I like, you know, get voted off at the end at, episode six. And so it was really traumatic to me because I really thought that somehow I would make it to the top. Um, but then like a month after I got back, I was like, you know, I think I'd do that again. So I compare it to childbirth because like you're in the middle of birthing a child and you're like, why did I do this? This is horrible. This is so painful. This is the worst. And then afterwards you're like, I'd have another kid. Yeah. I'd do that again. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you say I episode six is pretty far you made it really far into the season and from an outsider's perspective you did really well but i can understand Thank how you. it was a frustrating experience so if you were given the opportunity to do it again or if you could go back in time is there anything you would do differently so I've thought a lot about this, obviously for months I've had dreams or I've been like lying awake in bed, thinking of what I would have done differently on many different occasions. Um, and I have to say, like, I do want to go back and say, I did have, I did enjoy doing project runway, yeah. but I think I enjoyed it more had I been ever on the top or at least safe more often. <laughs> sure. I think that that changes how you feel, but I loved the people I met. I loved working with the other designers and it was a life changing experience. And I didn't go to fashion school. So I feel like I learned, I got like a crash course in the fashion world and what it's like to do all this stuff. So I 
I am glad I did it. I would totally do it again, but what I would do differently. Well, I mean, hindsight is 2020. Like right now I'm like, I've had a little more experience. I've now started a fashion line. I've had a little more time designing and all that. And, and leading up to it, we were in the pandemic and I was, I had moved to Japan. Um, I only learned how to design clothing for the show. Like I had never done it before. They asked me to audition. They found me on Instagram and I was like, uh, is this like a prank call? Like, cause they called me and I didn't know how they got my phone number. I didn't understand what was going on. I was like, you know, I just so close for myself. They're like, that's fine. And I didn't mention that I actually didn't design my clothes that I used patterns. Cause I didn't want them to be like, never mind. So I was like, uh, okay, well, let me think about it. They're like, well, we need your video in the next two days. Oh and gosh. I was like, I'm on vacation. And uh they're like well you could do it from your hotel room and i'm like no if i'm gonna actually apply to this show that i've dreamed of being on since 2004 or whenever it came out i'm going to like do a good job on my video so anyways this is like obviously skipping over a lot of different things but i then had to learn how to make patterns so i learned quickly enough to make myself a collection because i made it to the point where they wanted to see a collection and And then I kept practicing for a while, even though the pandemic hit and it got put on hold. And then we moved to Japan. And then I thought, well, I'm not going on Project Runway now because I moved to Japan. And so I kind of wasn't practicing and I wasn't trying. And it wasn't until like fast forward through a bunch more interviews and it blah, 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 blah. Probably March, right? The show filmed in May. In March, I started trying to design patterns again. So I only had a few months of designing patterns Um, I had been sewing for a few years. So I, or for more than a few years, I've been sewing. So I knew how to sew, but I think if I were able to do all stars or something, like I would just have more experience at this point. I, I'm glad that I did have a little extra time than if I had gone into it in 2020, I would have had very little time to prepare, but I wish I would have prepared a little more. I wish I would have been looking at fashion magazines. I wish I would have looked at what runways I like. I thought by not knowing exactly what was going on in the fashion world, it would help me be fresh and different and not what everybody else was doing. Um, and I thought that was going to be helpful, but instead I realized it, it was like, I didn't know how big a runway thing should be. Like I, I, I realize now in hindsight that what Christian kept saying to me, like, make it more modern. How would a celebrity wear it? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, who cares about celebrities? I got, I'm not yeah. dressing celebrities. Um, and why do you keep telling me I'm not modern? I think what he was trying to say was like, you need to do the runway version of this. Like, what's the runway version? <laughs> okay. I wish you would have heard it like that. You know, so I think now I would realize that whatever I want to do, it needed to be bigger volume, uh, flowier fabric choice, like, just a little bit more over the top version. I kept, I feel like I kept making things wearable because that's how I think. Like I want drama, but I want wearable and I couldn't get that out of my mind. And a runway doesn't have to be wearable. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your no, I know. And there, there, it was a really good answer. And there's so many different tangents I want to go on after that answer. Um, but let's start with what was your relationship with Christian? Because he, he was hard on you. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 
in the show, I felt like, why am I always, why does he seem to never give me any positive? Like I, I felt like he wasn't very positive toward me and he always teased me. And I was like, is that what he's doing to everybody else? Or is it just me? I couldn't tell. And now I'm watching the show and I'm like, I feel like it was mostly just me. I mean, he teased everybody. Really? He definitely teased everybody, but I, I kind of felt like he was trying to push me. Um, but every time he came, I was like, oh no, I, like, I, I would like tense up because yeah. I was prepared for him to tell me to change everything or that whatever I was doing. And we were, he doesn't come at the beginning of the challenge. He comes when you're like five or six hours into making something that you only have 12 hours to make. So at this point, I'm always like, I wish he would come at the very beginning, look at my drawings, look at my fabrics and give me some advice. But she, I think he kind of did that in the fifth challenge, the ice skating challenge. We got the feedback a little bit earlier, but the, but normally it was like, okay, like, well, I've already made a garment and mm -hmm. I don't have fabric left. So, you know, I, I look now and I'm like, oh, he did say positive things to me, but at the time I couldn't hear the positive. Cause all I was hearing was change it, change it not good or not modern, not whatever. And so that's all my mind was focusing on. And so it made me feel really bad and then made it hard for me to be inspired to make something new. I, it, it's my own problem. Like, and I, I look now and I'm like, okay, I think he was just trying to help me be more successful in this challenge, in this you know, place. It wasn't like an everyday, like, can you sell this to people? Yeah. You could sell things that are more wearable or, you know, whatever, but like, can you sell this on this runway? Maybe not. So I don't know. I think I, I tend to like, if someone gives me a hundred positive feedbacks and then one negative, all my mind thinks about is the negative. And I think that's what happened. And it kept tripping me up. And so if he came over and like teased me about something and then wasn't followed up with a lot of like, specific constructive feedback, you know, just kind of felt more open. Like you should change this. Well, like, what should I change? I, you know, like, this is my idea. Well, I don't know. Sit down. He'd be like, sit down and come up with a hundred more ideas. And I'm like, I don't have time to sit down right. and come up with a hundred more ideas. So it's interesting because there was a judging when you mentioned some feedback Christian gave you and they, I think it was Nina said, well, you just need to be, you need to follow your own voice. <laughs> And yeah. my reaction watching it was like, but every time she does, you guys give her feedback saying that you don't like it. Like, what do you want from her? So I'm wondering how that felt being there on that stage or what did we not see? Yeah. I mean, you saw everything. <laughs> it was, I'm getting feedback from all different people in my own designing life. I don't normally ask for a lot of feedback. Like maybe I'll show it to like my best friend. I'll show it maybe to my husband. I'll show something to a few people, but because I think I spent, uh, you know, my adolescent years and probably part of my twenties and stuff too, worrying about what other people think. And I know that it changes what I really want to do in my thirties, in my late thirties and the past, I guess the past few years, I'm now 40. So I would say probably around 37, I started to decide, I don't want to care about what anyone else wants or what is yeah. what everyone else is doing or what the norm is. I'm sick of that. I want to be who I actually want to be, which is a, maybe a little bit crazier, maybe a little <laughs> bit less palatable. Like I, 
it might not be for everybody, but I so desire to do what's like, I feel like just been festering inside of me and wanting to explode out. And so I don't ask for a lot of feedback. So I was all of a sudden being given all this different feedback and some of it's good. And I, you know, I can see now outside as an outside perspective, the, what they were saying or how it looked on the runway or whatever, but um, it was affecting my ability to like be creative because I, I am a, an oldest child people pleaser. And that's why I don't ask for it. Cause then I'm like, Oh, well, what does everyone else want me to do? And, and so I spent the rest, I feel like I spent a lot of project runway worrying about what they wanted from me that, but first of all, trying to be like, no, I'm going to be myself. Then I started getting feedback. Now I'm trying to be like, what is it they want? And that is just, a, for me, it's a formula for a mess and there's not enough time. There just wasn't enough time. I need more time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was frustrating to watch as a viewer because as someone who responded to what you were making and it was an aesthetic that felt familiar to me in an exciting way to watch them give you that criticism, uh, while having seen you get the different kind of feedback in the workroom, I really felt for you. So as a creator <laughs> myself in a different kind of way, I know how that feels and you have all my sympathy there. Um, tell let's back up a little bit tell me how you fell into the i mean you're you weren't a pattern designer but you, you were a textile designer what what's your history with fashion yeah um i always wanted to do fashion design but i went to byu and they'd gotten rid of their fashion design program like the year before i got there so i started in 1999 um and i was a painting major but really wanting, wishing that I was doing fashion design. So I painted paintings of dresses. I like, and I start, I bought myself a sewing machine and just started making stuff up. Like, wow. like really, really kind of bizarre. Like, I don't know what I was doing, but I was wearing it around. Um, and over time, I just kind of, I would just figure stuff out on my own. I didn't know how to use patterns. I did take one sewing class at BYU. But my fiance at the time broke off our wedding and I was sewing stuff for our wedding. So I was a mess during that class. Ugh. And I think I only got a little bit out of that, but I, I got enough out of it that I understood more about sewing, um, but I didn't really know how to use a pattern uh, very well. And so I just made stuff up for a long time. I just like figured out how to make things, used a lot of stretchy fabrics because you don't have to figure out a lot when you have stretchy fabrics. And I did that. And then I had children and started sewing for my kids. Um, and I had majored in painting at BYU and I always wanted to learn how to design textiles because that kind of takes the sewing and the painting and puts it together. Um, but again, I didn't know how to make a repeat. I didn't know how to do that. And I had been sewing for my kids for a few years and I had started to sew for myself. And then in 2018, I decided to make some goals for myself. And one of the goals was that I wasn't going to buy any clothes for the whole year because I was going to learn how to make everything. I wanted to really know how to sew everything, not just dresses or shirts or just like make stuff up. So um, that was one goal. And the other goal was to learn how to finally design fabric. And I, I didn't buy, I still haven't really bought any clothes other than a few like workout pants or like leggings. Um, but I stopped buying clothes and I learned how to make everything, including swimsuits. And wow. then 
in like November of that year. So like the year was almost done. I had checked everything off my 18 things for 2018 and I hadn't learned how to design textiles. So I painted a dress and I entered it into this big contest on Instagram. Um, and I won, it was like thousands of people. I won. Amazing. And yeah. And then some textile companies approached me and asked me to design fabric. And I was like, oh my gosh, well now I really have to learn. So I got online and I like took some online classes and I just taught myself how to do it on Photoshop. Cause I, at least I had a tiny bit of knowledge of Photoshop. Illustrator was like, I just don't work. Illustrator's yeah. Um, so yeah. And then like that, I became Spoonflower, which is a fabric printing company. I became their first ambassador and they had me make a collection every quarter of 10 pieces. So that really got me into fabric design. And then other companies approached me, fabric.com and Amazon and Narita Hansen in Australia. And then some other smaller like fabric quilting companies and stuff have all approached me to design fabric. So I became a fabric designer out of this one goal that I made in 2018. And then in 2020, then Project Runway reached out to me and asked me to audition. And I was like, like I said, I don't want to pass up this opportunity. So I will, so I got online. I mean, I submitted my first interview, they liked it and I was moving on. So I was like, okay, I got on Amazon. I ordered a dress form. I ordered textbooks. I ordered like all the different tools I would need. And I quickly learned enough. I knew from sewing patterns for three years, like intensively or yeah, three years from 20, no, 2018, 2019, no, two years. So for two years, I've been sewing with patterns intensively. So I knew what the shapes looked like. I just needed to know how to get to that shape and how to draft that. So I just quickly learned, made a collection and I was supposed to, it was like two or three weeks later after my first thing I submitted, I was supposed to go to New York and present that collection, but then the pandemic shut it down. So, so then you had another year. Yeah. So I continued, I did do that interview over zoom and then I moved on to the next round and then they were supposed to fly us out to LA and then the pandemic shut it down. And then December of 2020. Um, so it was supposed to film May, June. So, uh, December of 2020, they reached out and they were like, are you still interested? And I was like, I don't know how I would even go do this. Like I now live across the world. Who's going to watch my kids. Japan won't let anybody in here. My husband yeah. works like over a hundred hours a week at the hospital. I'm like, I don't even know how I could do this. But my husband was like, just say yes. Like, are, are you seriously not going to say yes? I'm like, I want to, but I don't know how. And he's like, just say yes, we'll figure it out. And so I said, yeah, yeah, so interested. I'm in Japan. And I'm like, clearly <laughs> they're not going to want me because it says I'm in Japan now. But they did still want me. I did another interview. They still wanted me. And then I did the big interview where we had to send our clothes in so they could like physically see our clothes. And then we did this whole, I don't think I could talk anymore about that, but anyway, I made it onto the show. And what was it like arriving in New York and stepping into that workroom? Oh my gosh. It was surreal. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I can't believe this. And we quarantined for a week beforehand, which was so nice because I had very bad <laughs> jet lag and I was in a hotel room by myself without my children. So I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is the vacation I've always wanted. I can't go anywhere. They're bringing food to me all day. Like, it's amazing. Like I just would dance. I made Spotify playlists. I did dance parties in my room. I knit, I sketched, I like 
got my emails. I deleted thousands of emails out of my <laughs> Gmail. Box. I like, you know, did all these things. Um, and then they take us to Lincoln Center, you know, for that very first episode. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. Oh my gosh, this is happening. I had a whole week to like be excited about it. And then, and then we were there and there were the judges and like Nina Garcia, who I've, yeah. who's been on it since the beginning, you know, and it was just so crazy. It was so crazy. So you, I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of drama this season, but the drama there has been, you were removed from it. Was that intentional? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, when I went on to the show, I thought, okay, like on, on the thing I wanted most was to make it to New York fashion week. I didn't even care if I won. I was like, I mean, that would be amazing, but if I could just get to fashion week and, and do a collection on a runway, that was my super goal. But, um, but the other thing I was thinking about was, um, my children are watching, they're going to see whatever I do. My children are going to see, and I'm like the relief society president in my ward. And (laughs) a lot of people are going to like, see it, you know, and I have friends all over the world watching me and I have to be, I need to represent myself well. And I have a temper and I can say things, but I'm pretty good at reining it in in public. So, um, (laughs) so, but, but I really was mostly not involved because I also was in my own world. I was like, focus. I didn't even know what was happening. Episode two. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't even see the first part of it happening. I was sitting there sewing when some yelling started happening. And I was like, you can, there's a glimpse of me for like a split second. I'm like, there I was. I remember I was like, what's going on. Yeah. What's happening. And I had no idea. I really, I had to ask people all night. I was like, what happened? What was going on? So I stayed out of that drama. And every other drama that was happening, I, I all, almost always didn't know what was happening because I was so focused in my own world. Plus, I, I loved everybody. Like, I got along with everyone. So when people didn't like each other, which didn't happen very often, but whenever there was any, like, whatever, I just stayed out. You know, I'm like, I see how you feel. I see how you feel. But I'm friends with everybody. So I just kind of want to, like, stay over here. <laughs> I don't know if you can answer this and tell me if you can't, but do you feel like when there was, when there were those dust-ups, were they sincere or were they an opportunity to get camera time? I don't know. Cause I don't know what was going through their minds. To me, it seemed like when you're there experiencing it all, I mean, people are, being themselves it doesn't it the thing is it doesn't feel like you're on tv like you're there think that it's gonna feel like you're on tv when they're filming but it does not feel like you're on tv there are cameras all over the place but you and i think that when the camera comes near that can sort of affect how you act or what you say probably um but you feel like you're just having this experience and you know, in, in theory, that it will be on TV, but it doesn't feel like it at the time. And so I don't think that people were, I think people were genuinely having the reactions and the things that they were, whether things were exaggerated or not, I don't know, but those things really happened and stuff, you know, I can't really say much beyond like what you see, but 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. What was yeah. your relationship with the other designers? I got along with everybody. I mean, Zayden was my roommate. So and I purposely, when we, when our team, the cool team, okay, we got the short end of the stick on that house because the warm team got like the nice, nicest, biggest, best rooms. And our team got the basement. Oh I'm no. Like, what kind of crap is this? So I was, we were in these basement rooms and there was a room that had four people in it. Okay. And also the warm team had all rooms with only two beds and they had washer dryers and they each had their own bathroom. We didn't have any of that crap. Um, anyways, but, and they were like, Oh, once you guys come together, you can move, you can change rooms, but nobody wants to change a room. Right. Once they've had a really good room. Oh yeah. No, I think I went around to the basement with you guys. Right. Anyway, there was like a room with four people and there were rooms with two people. And so I automatically went to a room that only had two beds. Cause I was like, I'm a light sleeper. I don't want to be staying up late, listening to people talking or snoring or any sounds. So I went and picked one room. Zayden came in. So he decided to be my roommate. And it was actually really nice because zero drama, like yeah. nothing was going on. And he and I kept different hours. Like I would, went to sleep earlier than he did. And he slept in later than I did. And we were just good. And he was super clean and he liked to talk late at night. So we'd talk sometimes, but it was, it was like, I was glad, but except for that our AC didn't work. So I did <laughs> that room. It was hot. Um, but, and then I got along chastity and I got pretty close uh, mm -hmm. from the first challenge and we loved like sharing a table. We shared a table a lot together. So that we had fun like, in that last challenge. You see me in episode six, we were having a good old time. I felt like myself in, in episode six, I was using my own fabric. I decided I wasn't going to listen to any feedback, which I still did on the hemline, but <laughs> anyway, like I, I was feeling happy and we were having fun and I just, I really got along with chastity and I got along with Octavio was my friend, Praje was my friend, Bones and I were friends. Like I was an Aaron, like I was friends with everybody. Some of the girls, it took me a little longer to be friends with because they kind of like Christina and Sabrina were kind of closer. And so I wasn't as close to them, but then towards the end, I did become closer to them. So, I mean, eventually I think there were a couple of people who I didn't get as close to and that's because they kept to themselves as well. So, okay. but I was friends with everybody. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch? Yes. We all keep in touch all the time. Like we have group chats that we talk on and just, and then I do a lot of, um, lives with Praje and Chastity. Like we like to do it their morning, my night. Um, we do those a lot. So yeah. Which judge is the scariest? I wasn't scared of any of them. I loved Nina the most because she loved me. <laughs> um, you know, and they, oh, I can't really say anything, but, um, I'll just say that, you know, sometimes more is said than what you see. And she had a lot of really great things to say to me. So I liked her the most, but nobody yeah. was, really, I wasn't really scared of any of the judges. I was just scared in general of the judges. Like, what are they going to think? I was probably more scared of Christian than anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. I mean, I know you can't say more, but it's very clear that they're editing down the feedback when you're getting it. So how long are you actually standing I I there say. i don't okay. think i can say okay <laughs> interesting um what's next for you um well i launched my fashion line and i launched it 
right when the show aired. And then I launched my like real collection that I've been working on since I got back. Um, I launched it on my last episode. So um, okay. that's my big thing. Like I, I, this experience was hard, but it was life-changing. I had never had someone go down a runway. I had never put clothes on a model. I had never made clothes for anybody but myself and my children. So, you know, when I went into it, I wasn't 100% sure if when I left, I would have a fashion line, if I would do that or not. But when I went there and I had that experience um, working with the other designers, I was like, oh, like this is fun. I really love doing this as a career. I loved dressing the models. I loved having other people wear my stuff. And I would talk to the other designers and ask them about their businesses. How do you do your business? How, you know, cause they all run their businesses differently. And so I was able to find out all this information on different ways that you can do it. And I came back the day I got home to Japan, I got online and found manufacturing and like got the ball rolling. Um, and it took a while. It takes way longer than I expected anyways, but I got everything. I released this new collection and it's just going to go from here. I mean, I just want to keep like, being a fashion designer. And I hope that someday I get the chance to do a runway, um, like to have a fashion show it's expensive. So I'm not quite there yet. Um, and I hope that I get another chance to go on project runway and like, and you know, I don't think, I don't know if an all-stars that Christian would necessarily be the person, but I want to be like, okay, Christian, I've got it. Okay. Tell me what it is. I'm going to take your feedback and I'm going to figure out how to take my aesthetic and your feedback and make something great instead of like, ah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, has the attention been, is it been hard to navigate? What's, what's the aftermath been like for you? Um, I try really hard to not see what people are saying. Okay. Sometimes I get curious Sometimes I've seen stuff and I would say outside of my Instagram, like in the outside world of people talking about Project Runway, the people that go to the forums and make the comments um, were calling me a clown. She dresses like a clown. She designs like a clown. They were putting clown faces everywhere. She should be off. Why is she still on there? And there was a lot of negativity, which made me feel really bad. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I can't look at this. Like my daughter found me like crying in my studio and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, this is why social media, I don't want you on social media. Like it's hard to hear, to see people writing these things about you. And like, as if you're not a real person who might read them and, and, and everybody on the show, even people that have been on the top or people that have won they're also getting that and they keep looking too. And they told us that don't look at, so don't look. And yeah. I, so I look, looked one time and now I just don't look. And I heard my husband will read stuff and sometimes he'll tell me little bits. He won't tell me like, I'm like, don't tell me any of the really bad stuff. But he's, if there's something positive, he'll tell me. Or he said that after the fifth episode, when I was paired up with Octavio, um, that people were like, oh, she's LDS. Well, that explains why she's so submissive to male critique or male. Oh. I was like, I'm sorry. And he was like, um, they should come have a talk with me and ask about how submissive you are. <laughs> also project much like, okay. Like, 
Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, that is like a really bad assumption that you think that because of my religion. I'm like, no, it's actually because I am inexperienced. And so I am getting feedback for the first time from people in the industry. And now I'm questioning with maybe I had no idea what I was doing before. Maybe <laughs> I was totally wrong. Maybe I am totally off. That's what was happening. You know, like I thought I've got this thing. I love my style. I'm awesome. And then these people are telling me it's not modern or like, it's not no one else but me would wear it or whatever the feedback was. And I was like, maybe I am wrong. Maybe what I'm doing is crazy. Maybe I was wrong. I don't know. You know, so that's what, that's why I, you know, was listening to try to, okay, well, maybe I do something differently. Not because I'm submissive and LDS. No, my, I, my husband is like, they just need to talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And also the internet's just a dumpster fires. Yeah, the internet is full of people that just like, I'm like, do you have nothing better than your time than to just sit around talking bad about people? Like, I don't have time to do that. It's shocking. It's shocking the effort people will make just to put other people down. Yeah. I For hope that this, I hope this interview doesn't sound too like negative because like, no. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm like, it sounds like I'm just kind of complaining. I, I just realized in the amount of time I've had to think about everything that happened and why I like would crash and burn or why I wasn't able to like do what it was they wanted me to do all that kind of stuff. I've had a lot of time to think about it and analyze it. And <laughs> I don't know. So I Listen, just have like feelings. I watch a, I watch a lot of TV, right? And there are reality shows where people cry. And I think why, what, what could possibly be wrong, right? Real housewives, how, what, what could possibly be so bad in your privileged life that you're crying on camera, the bachelor, you know, like you're traveling the world, you're making out with a hot guy. What, what could possibly, there's no need for this, but when people cry on project runway, I have nothing but empathy because it feels like the most stressful, intense situation a person can possibly be in. And I'm sure actually being there is 10 times magnified that it is it is because you watch it and you're like that looks stressful but it was way more stressful because now when you're sitting and watching it at home you have you're like relaxed and nothing is on the line but when you're there everything is on the line so every yeah. decision you make you're like is this the right decision am i making the right decision oh i made the wrong decision that was a wrong decision but i can <laughs> yeah. go back you know, like it's so much yeah. of this huge weight. You're like, I'm trying to make it to the end. What decision gets me there? You know, and then I didn't. And then that was a really huge letdown. I mean, when you make a mistake, you can't take back when you can't go back and fix it. That is the worst feeling. And I was yeah. there. They caught they that interview was literally right after I walked out of there and that last little bit that they get of me. And I like lean down and start crying. I was like, why? I was like, I was, I mean, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this interview right now. I'm so upset. But obviously they wanted to get my like fresh yeah. feeling thoughts, you know? And it was just, I felt so much like, I can't take this back. I can't go back in time. Like, why can't I go back in time and change something? Like do something different. Oh, it was... I mean, it took, it took a long time to feel okay about that. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds brutal and 
taste is so subjective, you know, and to be judged objectively on something that's subjective, uh, that's gotta be really tough. Final question for you. Uh, You don't design for celebrities. Who do you design for? I design for people like me. I'm like, I design for women that want to be, have fun with fashion and be colorful and feel like, like fabulous and not like everybody else. They want to stand out a little bit from the crowd, but still be really comfortable. Like I want my clothes to have drama and to catch somebody's eye. I want someone to walk by me and stop me, which they always do. And but then I also want to be so comfortable that I don't feel uncomfortable wearing my clothes. Like I wanted right. to feel as comfortable as pajamas all the time. <laughs> so yeah. there was a moment uh, when I think you were talking to Christian where you said, I want to be able to sit on the floor and play with my kids while wearing this. And I was like, oh, I get this woman. I know exactly what she's talking about. I know exactly the kind of clothes that she's making. And I know exactly who their her customers are. And I think that there are a lot of them. And I imagine you'll have all the success in the world with your fashion line doing this because there are a lot of people out there who loved what you did and are anxious to find the stuff that you make. Thank you. I, I hope so. I mean, I've, it's been going pretty well so far, so Good. I hope it continues and yeah, I, I, the celebrities are great and you know, it'll be fun someday to maybe dress a celebrity, but right now, like I'm more concerned with dressing people that see fashion, want it, but they see it and they think, well, I couldn't wear that in my real life, but what version could I wear in my real life? Like, what could I wear that has pockets and covers my butt and my legs and I can sit down and I can get up and I can whatever, you know, all the things. Totally. Katie, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure. I have loved learning more about you and about the show. And I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this. Well, thank you, Meg, for having me. I'm excited to be on here. And I, this is my first like post Project Runway interview, really kind of asking all the questions. So <laughs> awesome. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.